Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back to Fanboys and a Puffy Cat. We'll back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. We are once again isolated, um, away from each other. Um, no, don't worry. There's no like, uh, no the virus, no no outbreaks, no yeah. outbreaks or anything. Um, we just didn't feel like driving to each other's houses today. <laughs> yeah, so welcome, welcome. Dennis's welcome. house is way too far from mine, and I was like, <laughs> and it is getting kind of like hot, dude. It's like it's like warmer than like you know Mike's crutch. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> like last week when we were recording slash uh streaming streaming stream of consciences good, I, I lost a good three pounds in there from sweating <laughs> even though i provided a fan but the fan doesn't work and the fan's noisy uh, yeah the fan was like picking up i was like damn it <laughs> we're only away well the one good thing is that today we cannot be distracted because uh we are again like i said away from each other uh today we we have a couple of good topics um some good some bad um but uh, we're going to start off with uh the word prolific because Harold i mean Lewis says that uh Harold has been prolific the the last couple of days and no it does not mean that he is supportive of uh baby fetuses that's not what it's about. That's not, that, for those people who might not Damn know it, what that's <laughs> There you go. One. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I can, I can steal board. I can buy a board from the 99 cent store for a 99 cents and we can actually start. We can do a monthly tally and see yeah. how far we all do. But I think we need to have one for each home just in case we're not like, uh, you know, we need to have one yeah. so that. You know, we're, like we're actually just marking up. But yeah, um, there you go. There, that's a, another great idea by Harold. So Harold um, or Lewis, what do you mean by Lewis? I mean, wow, Lewis, <laughs> what do you mean by Harold being prolific these days? Well, Dennis, somebody here has been streaming a lot on uh, on Twitch. So H, yeah, what, um, looks like you've been having the uh, a pretty uh, good run online lately. I know the heat's keeping everybody indoors, but yeah, what you've been playing, dude? Yeah, what's the haps? What's what that? is that? It's gonna. It's just a follow up to last week's episode where we talked about how I started playing Final Fantasy Remake because I finally got the uh, graphic upgraded version for my PS5 because I'm Hotness. a douchebag that has a PS5. And like I said last week, I was like, oh, it's fun, and I occasionally play, you know, maybe like an hour or two, and then maybe stay up a little late just to play, just you know, just to get it out of my system. And the past uh, seven days since I've seen you guys. It's gotten a little too out of control. Um, I'm putting in like six to seven hours a day on this yeah. wow. okay. on this game, and it's hurting me. Like my controllers are running out of batteries so fast. I got I bought like a new charger just for to rotate my controllers. Um, uh, I have I have like four different headphones just in case like one of them runs out of battery, and they're all you know because I'm I, I I'm very specific about how my gaming headphones need to be, and so it's like. If it's not surround sound or if it's not 7.1, then I don't want to hear it because, you know, enemies might be attacking from the back, whatever. Yeah, because you, so, you need to make sure that Tifa is running behind, right beside you. you know? I oh, was yeah. about to say, yeah, dude, I, I totally forgot we were even talking about Final Fantasy last week because when I re-listened to our podcast, it was like 99% Tifa. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, the sad thing is, like, because of the fact that I explicitly put that out in the universe that I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Tifa would not, like, Every time she pops up into the game, <laughs> pops up. I'm literally like, dude, do you have a crush on a video game character? Because this is sad and pathetic. But dude, at the same time, that should be a, a topic for uh, in the future, dude. There you go. Dennis read my mind. Because <laughs> it's uh, ch- it's Chitara. I mean, it's not a video game, but animation. It's Chitara is one, two, and three. So yeah, I, I call dibs, but yeah, yeah, a great topic. Doggy. Sister, Ma- <laughs> Sister Mary Roberts is always the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we were gonna we were gonna do an episode about this, but we were like, it might come off a little too sexist because we're like, you know, we're all dudes and uh, we're all dudes that like women. Yeah, so it's like, and then we can be appreciative of the male figure, yeah, but at the same uh, time, we're you know, Cloud's pretty hot, you know. <laughs> There's there's one I I don't know if it was the last time I that's probably earlier this week, but there's an uh then you played Final Fantasy VII the original right yeah 
you remember there's that one uh act where uh cloud has to cross dress and yes. get picked by as one of the whores yeah um yeah so they made it uh, way ladies more of the, Carol, ladies of oh the... yeah, yeah sorry 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 um uh adult entertainers that there you go do stuff with their mouths but like the <laughs> it's more awkward um, in the, 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 they're called flutists Oh yeah, and, and, and <laughs> no, they're called pro- flautists. Flautists. <laughs> the, yeah. They're ones that cook the flauta. Yeah, they're, they're nice really- and they gotta fry those breads. But they, the <laughs> it's just weird because, like, like every said, everything is more graphically enhanced this time, and the storyline goes really, really deep. So it's like, instead of just him cross dressing, it's like. He has to perform a dance act first with a, uh, a a man who has a crush on him. And then it's like, oh, yeah, now that I've got a crush on you, I'm going to buy you a dress and I'm going to dress you up. And it, it's just awkward because two of the main characters are literally fighting in a coliseum minutes before this happens. And people are supposed to be like, oh, he looks nothing like the guy that just took over the whole thing here. <laughs> but And it's like, it's just weird because they're like saying, oh, He's he's into a very specific kind of woman, and then they're literally just like, oh, just yeah, just dress up, and he's gonna like you, and then he ends up picking just Cloud, and it's like you have Tifa, and you have Aerith, and then it's you feel bad for Aerith because at first they're like, oh, you look very homely, and you know you're not very attractive, but here's a million dollar dress, and now you're kind of hot, but even though the whole time it's like, you know, you know, Aerith, not that bad, so <laughs> I'm 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 I but that otherwise like the whole storyline is just the biggest problem I had with the original Final Fantasy VII is this is a spoiler alert for Den- for Lewis because he never plays games. And for anybody else who's ever played this series is one of the main characters I just talked about, Aerith, uh, in the original game, she gets killed in one of the most dramatic scenes supposedly in all yep. Final Fantasy. Yep, yep. The problem is with the original Final Fantasy VII is she's barely in the game if you don't use her. So when she dies, it's like, oh... <laughs> I the guess. song is cool. Like the song is cool, and they keep playing the song. But in this version, they really just jam it into you that you like, you are like, have possibly a crush on Aerith, and she's the most important person in the world to everybody. So, like, they're really developing this whole relationship so that when she eventually dies in this version, it's gonna suck way more than when she died in the original version. And I'm like, I'm like preparing for it, but at the same time being like, dude, am I gonna? Am I gonna cry at a video game? <laughs> Carol's gonna cry, Richie. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like I figured when this thing first came out that it was gonna be kind of, you know, just a conti- like not even continue, just a like what it was. It's really just a remake of a graphically uh, lesser version of this game. And then now they're coming up with all kinds of crazy storylines. Um, this the story actually does delve a lot deeper and you you do become attached to all the characters and then right now i'm in the last chapter it's taken i'm at like 40 hours 40 hours of playing the game within the last two weeks so that's 20 hours a week which is pretty sad and pathetic not too bad um, not, not too bad no it's 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 just typical along the lines of what i've done with regular final fantasy games so i didn't think i was actually going to get into this game as much as i did and now 40 hours later, I'm like, I'm almost done. And that's the problem is like, it's like any other video game where it's like, I think this is about to end or I think this chapter is about to finish. And it's like, no, another two hours or a boss battle that takes like 45 minutes. So instead of me ending up doing anything like other people have been saying, why aren't you playing Call of Duty this week? I'm like, dude, I need to finish this thing. This game needs to be done because otherwise I'm going to get distracted and it's going to take me like weeks to get back into it. So Gotta finish it. Plot twist: Tifa dies. Uh, <laughs> you son of a. <laughs> Imagine that. Actually, that's what I was surprised about. H, like, uh, so I do follow you on Twitch, and my, I do get notifications on my phone. And every time it comes up, it's like I, I was like, oh, like Tita Harold's. Uh, I'm talking to my son. It's like, oh, Tita Harold's playing uh, Warzone again. It's like, oh no, he's playing Final Fantasy again. There you go. No, it, so you just try to take advantage of it while like you're hot, I guess. Or not hot, but like uh while the while the, while the going's good. Yeah, while I'm interested in the game and while I still want to keep playing it. So it's like even today when I I'm supposed to be going out after we record here, <laughs> I'm still pondering 
<laughs> pulling one of my, you know what? My nose, my throat kind of tickles. <laughs> I sneeze. Oh, no. I can't like, go anymore. Like, I can play for a quick 10 minutes. No, an hour, okay. an hour so, later. <laughs> so, so when you guys said, when we talked earlier and we said we're going to record at X time, right? I was like, that means I have 45 minutes to defeat a boss. <laughs> and then you said... I need 10 more minutes. And I was like, that means I have 55 minutes to defeat a boss. <laughs> and so I beat the boss in like five minutes. I was like, sweet. And then it doesn't, didn't allow me to save. And I'm like, oh, crap. And all of a sudden, I was fighting a bigger boss. And I was like, yeah, this shouldn't take too long. I, that's why I was, I was like slightly late is because A, I'm, I, I'm using my computer instead of my laptop to record today. But B, it took me that long to be. It's just... Eh, the health bars on these guys, you imagine you're so close to defeating them, and then all of a sudden it takes you another 25 minutes. So, yeah, if you ever decide to get into this game, just remember it's not as easy as it looks every time, and it's not just hack and slash, and you literally have to use a lot of strategy. So, yeah, strategy, oh, str- strategy guides. I was going to say strategy guides. Strategy <laughs> guides, best friends right now. Yeah, Lewis is like, nope, nope, I'm out. not even close. Strategy. Uh, <laughs> well, Thinking. Thinking. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that uh, Harold is doing this, um, but you know, at least we know that Harold actually was able to get out of the, uh, the house and actually do something in public. Uh, Harold, um, uh, care to uh, share with us what uh, non-COVID uh, activity you did uh, this past week? Is it non-COVID if I, I mean, still put myself in there? I mean, I okay. guess you're right. All right. So everybody knows big fan of the fast and the furious series um but the movie came out last week or the movie came out on dennis's birthday and obviously we have our priorities with friendship so i was like you know what i'm gonna hey hey, um, i teared the the fact that you were there (laughs) (laughs) everybody knows um but and then that whole weekend was like either stuff for dennis or stuff for my other friends and i was like okay i can't make it this weekend and then when we were recording last week, Dennis was like, oh, I saw it already. You haven't seen it? And I was like, dude, man, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff for us. So like last Saturday after we recorded, I was like, dude, no matter what, I'm going to watch this thing. And I was like, it's July 4th weekend. Nobody, I, I don't care if anybody wants to watch it with me. I'm going to watch it. And I keep forgetting, like I told these guys, that there's a movie theater in Van Nuys, which is closer than the Granada Hills one I usually go to. and they're cheap during the daytime it's only eight bucks to watch a movie and when i went to watch the movie there was three other people in the theater a theater that seats hundreds of people so a social distancing not an issue at all (laughs) and then b nobody was bothering me like you know literally had rows to yourself it's it was as it was like the private theaters that we rented were more packed than an actual public theater <laughs> and I was, that was that was what surprised me the most and i was like oh this is kind of nice and i know people get their cars broken into every time they go to that theater but oh. it, there's just a chance you got to take sometimes <laughs> so small yeah. price to pay <laughs> exactly so um yeah i ended up actually watching uh fast nine and which by the way I, again lewis, i still i'm still with lewis lewis uh did um try to declare that there should have been a better that there was a better name for fast nine uh do you want to remind the audience what that was lewis why can't i not remember it fast that's nine it. your seatbelt is what you oh. said that's oh, for the that's, next that's, that's for, for the next one oh, it's fast for fast 10, oh, yes. never mind i ruined the joke i ruined the joke my bad let me erase that that notch on the whiteboard uh, that's, uh, uh come on dad <laughs> you're right fast 10 your seatbelt sounds a lot better than fast nine <laughs> okay well obviously um a that i suck at that joke and but b um Lewis, you did not get a chance to watch it, right? I unfortunately did not, but you know what? I am okay. I I will take one for the team. And I've seen all eight 
of the Fast uh, movie, so I'm pretty sure I know where this is going. Yeah, you pretty much do know exactly <laughs> what happened. There like, is no, there's never a surprise. Like the only thing that you you uh, you that's that's a uh, a surprise is like where is it this time? Is it yeah. in Dubai? Is it exactly? You know, that's it. You know. What exotic location are we going to destroy today? Exactly. And like the, the real surprise was the fact that they brought Han back, but they ruined that in the trailers and the posters and all the media. So that wasn't the surprise. Like even when it when it happens on screen, you're just like, oh, yeah, we know you're we know you're live. Like, you know, like everybody told us already that you're back. So big whoop. And then it was like, uh just them having to justify like the thing that always makes me laugh about these things is when they try to justify something that happened because you don't need to justify anything just say it it's that's it (laughs) it's like there's no physics doesn't apply in this movie because you know if someone is flying or dropping at you know a descended rate of like 20 feet per second and you just happen to clip them right before they drop they're dead already (laughs) like if you spear them like your roman reigns coming out of the ground you would cut them in half but because it's in the Fast and the Furious series, like the thing, one of the, okay, one of the stunts that made me laugh the most is if you're running across a bridge and someone cuts the back of the bridge, you're not going to keep running up the bridge. <laughs> but, but Harold, um, it, it, they weren't running. They were driving. They were across. driving, <laughs> but they were driving. And I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure they used NOS because that's the, <laughs> that's the solution to everything. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> totally. And then they have the whole Okay, so we're not doing lose views because it's there's no point because there's no real there's no storyline to to think. The re- so uh, here's here's lose booze, lose views. Pew pew pew. Um, uh, Dom's brother is back. He's going to be angry at Dom because of family matters. Dom is very stubborn and therefore will not listen to him. In the end, they get back together. Aww. The end. Yeah. That yeah, pretty yeah. much is the story. That is the whole storyline. And this was the thing that was running through my head the whole time because of who I am, is the fact that there's only been one person who's defeated both John Cena and The Rock, and it's Vin Diesel. <laughs> Damn it, you're right. <laughs> He's going to headline WrestleMania next year. Uh, that, that's the three-way, that's the triple threat match that everyone's going for. It's like Dom, <laughs> Dominic Toretto and his Dodge Charger versus John Cena and his haircut, his new haircut, and uh, Luke Hobbs. So it's like, that's another funny thing too is like they they totally ignore that whole drama that hey where's the rock because he was pretty much the best best parts of the last four movies five six seven eight yeah even though he's briefly in part seven 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 Seven. he was still the best part of that movie yeah he freaking turned into his roadblock character and came out with a gatling gun and was like like, he tore it away from something and He tore off his cast, man. Yeah, no, he he flexed, really... he, he flexed off his cast. Yeah. <laughs> so God. that's that's the quality of movie that we're working with here. Yeah, and the so, series is literally just the whole time it's just like yeah. yeah. So uh, Lewis, just... uh, the the one thing that Harold had to, um, I, the physics completely has been ignored by this movie. Like um, <laughs> no, just the series in, in since like. Fast five. Yeah, four. no, but this movie in particular it pretty much said, you know what? All the all you guys have paid billions of dollars accepting everything that we've done. We're not even gonna give you any science science anymore. We're <laughs> yeah. just going to do it. Like so um, like the, there's one one of my favorite scenes is um and you see it on the trailer, Lou, the um the, the swing, right? Yes, um, it, it, like the car catches on the rope and it's like, exactly. Yeah, He's so here you go. So um, being an intelligent person, uh, being an intelligent person, try to figure out what would be a way for them to make that ju- justifiable. Like, how can you make that into an actual like scene? Uh, I'm I'm guessing they said that the car was going fast enough that the momentum would carry it to do the swinging motion. I don't know. That's that's all I got. That's all I got. No, that, like, there was no explanation. He he. Oh. Dom Dom Pierre just told Letty, "Hold on," and yeah. then he he, <laughs> he he like and Letty just goes, "Okay," and then he <laughs> and then she, and then he drives over the rope, which for some reason the rope 
or the, the not the rope the the wire is able to like wrap itself on the car and it survives this swing from this ton uh, you know couple ton car and then it's able to land and just they survive safely it, it, yeah. it, and at that point that's uh, like i i was one of the people there was no like collapse or anything i i swear it was a bunch of uh of of your sons, uh, Lou, because all of us just went ha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know what's funny is that so they have that scene. You know what's more believable than that scene is them f- driving in space. Yeah, there like, was actually more thought into the driving in space. Right? <laughs> yeah, there was like they were like literally like oh by the way, the worst shoehorn of a character that I've probably seen in a long time, like literally like, hey, remember that guy from Tokyo Drift that no one ever talks about? Well, his buddies are now rocket engineers. <laughs> By the way, Lucas Black went on, on the same diet that you did. Yeah, Lucas Black looks good. <laughs> but you know who went the opposite way of that? Bow Wow. Bow Wow. Ouch! Yeah, Bow Wow. It looks like Bow Wow ate all the Snickers that he was selling to the Japanese. Exactly. That movie. He, he ate all those Twinkies that he used as his name. <laughs> so, um, and then they didn't even like bother drifting in space. Come on, dude. <laughs> okay, so here, Lou. This is my. I was about to ask, how do you drift in space? But then again, what am I doing asking these kind of questions? Well, well, when they were gunning it, was still was making me laugh. I was like. Really hitting the gas? It's it's gonna okay, whatever. Yeah, they were stepping <laughs> on the freaking gas pedal for the car to move forward in space. <laughs> okay, so here in Luke. space. Okay, so Tyrese Tyrese did this. Yeah, Tyrese was driving. He was driving and he did a driving motion in space, and then they like there was no like you you would imagine like puffs of gas or something like jets or something. They see just the car going. <laughs> oh god like, like, um so this is my favorite part of the thing is for once someone actually said something kind of smart but at the same time literally destroys the whole franchise in one sentence and that person was tyrese and tyrese literally was like you guys ever get the feeling that we can't die <laughs> like we never get hurt like some guy just shot me or there's like 12 dudes aimed at me and I didn't get a bullet hole or we keep crashing and we're all just fine and nothing. And then it's like, you're like, Oh, they're actually being existential about their own series. And then Ludacris is just like, nah, can't happen. <laughs> and then the whole time you're like, Oh, so Tyrese is going to die in this thing. And you figure yeah, I, I was least... waiting. I was waiting for because Tyrese, you know, in the movie, when, when the, the character, mention something like that you know for a fact that that guy's dead yeah you know? but he like throughout the whole thing they just kept on mentioning and um and they just keep on mentioning the uh, ludicrous and just keep on saying you know if you want to test your theory about immortality now is the time <laughs> yeah like, now is the time to drive a fiero in space and to see if you're and then they totally just make it back like yeah, so, oh, they... so so uh, so here's the here's the scenario right um, they have to destroy this. They have, uh, they have to destroy this machine that was going to. Uh, th- th- which, by the way, they've all of a sudden forgot that they had a machine to search for people. Um, and yeah, yeah, well, yeah. God, 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 died. Died, yeah. God died doesn't exist anymore. After yeah, the last for some reason, movies. because now all of a sudden they had to do it the old-fashioned way. A, that, that's one. But um, so the storyline goes that there's this device that's going to. Um, destroy pretty much bring everything everybody to its knees um and um of course it's like a, 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 there's an uplink to a satellite so what they have to do is they have to destroy the satellite how do you do that well you bring um tyrese and ludicrous in a space car okay and as you would as you, as would. you would yeah they, they destroy <laughs> the satellite Okay, and right before they destroy the satellite, they they're in these old like um uh, like uh, dive suits that are that have like um like that that velcro um 
tape. They use the electrical tape. Yeah, electrical or duct tape. They do duct, duct tape. tape. So they use duct tape so that there's air in there. Okay, and because we need to be able to believe everything, they for in, in the vastness of inner space there, um, they're able to reach the space station. And then the space station, of course, eventually a couple months later, allows them to get back home so that they can have dinner in Los Angeles. <laughs> the thing is, at a certain point, I wasn't even questioning anymore. I was like, ah. <laughs> Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Just yes. a of that, dude. Like, like um, Lewis, they... The series is known for your favorite word is the MacGuffin. Like you know, every 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 new movie has a different kind of MacGuffin, and this time it's like, wasn't that the same thing that they were looking for? Nope, not last movie. Kind of like last. Well, two movies. It's all the same thing. After Fast Five, they were just like, okay, you know, because like remember Fast Five. Fast Five is the turning point. Like where they went from racing movies to their Ocean's Eleven, and yeah. then Fat, Fast Six, all of a sudden they become this Delta Force that no one ever <laughs> knew existed. And it's like they can, and we're all supposed to be just like, oh, I totally believe that. Like, oh yeah, you know, g- guys who drive in Atwater and Glendale know exactly how to take down a uh, uh, government military with ease, by the way, and are uh, adept at all technology and everything. So it's like. Like this one, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, we got a call from the government. How come they didn't call anybody else? Oh, it's because it's us. And we're the only ones who could take down Charlize Theron in a true money grab scene movie for her because she's hardly in it. Like The Rock had more lines in Fast 7 than Charlize Theron does in this movie. And like they're supposed uh, to Lucas you- Black had more oh, yeah. lines in this movie. <laughs> That Charlie Charlie's there on, and, and he was a minor character. Yeah, their Chinese friend who I can't remember <laughs> from Tokyo Drift, that guy had more lines, and it's like, uh, you know, it's so it's so believable. And then you have John Cena, and it's like, you figured John Cena would fig- fit into this movie universe so well. But he sticks out like a sore thumb. Does he really? Okay. Because because he was actually acting this time. Yeah. It was he amazing. Was, he took it seriously. <laughs> and it's like, did he not get the memo or? <laughs> no, you know what? You know the problem is he had to act really, really well. You know why though, right? Why? Because because no one could see him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like, and then but, they have no, the but whole... Harold, you make a good point. Like out of everybody, the, he was the only one that actually showed any depth of like character development, depth of emotion, or anything like that. Letty the whole time was just being Letty, you know. Yeah. There was nothing, and that was the one thing that stood out to me. Like, wow, he connects, and yeah, it, it's because he's acting along with like these these people that don't only have like one emotion. You know, it it was amazing and sad at the same time. Like, they this movie had the most random cameos. Like, you know, usually in fast movie, fast movies they have like one hot girl as a cameo, so or one popular girl as a cameo. So this one it was Cardi B as a secret agent or some whatever the hell she's supposed to be. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. <laughs> you, you know who? What my favorite cameo was? Michael Rooker. Oh yeah. I was like. <laughs> Um, Yandu, yeah, but Michael Rooker was in Days of Thunder as another driver. He was like Russ Wheeler, right? I think, or no, that was uh, Carrie Elwes. Anyways, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but you know, oh, Rowdy, his name is Rowdy. So he's the other main character in Days of Thunder as a driver. So what do they do? Make him a pit guy for Dominic Toretto's dad. By the way, probably the worst origin story that was ever created. Um. So, but I mean, but they I, were able to still get the same origin story from from the original movie. Where yeah, it he, was, he was it was word for so... word the same exact origin story. <laughs> they did not change any detail at all, except for the fact that oh yeah, by the way, John Cena was there, and <laughs> and and apparently Dom Dom thinks he killed their dad, and they never explained the fact that 
yeah they like some charlie's there does the one joke where she's like oh yeah obviously there's some irish in the toretto family <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like when mia shows up it's like hey mia and then it's like hey, he's my brother too like no shit man like the whole thing is family and then and I, oh. I, I like the fact when mia comes there it's like nobody was oh where's brian yeah. oh <laughs> oh who's still it was like you know, I'm. Uh, he's my family too, Dom. And everyone's yeah. like, "Okay, you're welcome." That that's it. That's all that's, the explanation. But then Brian does make his appearance, and uh, that's probably. It, it, but it was that was a that was, that was like the best scene probably. That, in the that whole was movie. actually. Uh, so Lou, at the end, uh, they they're doing the whole like, you know, they're, they're about to say prayer and grace and everything. of course, and um, you go and. They acknowledge that there's somebody missing, and all of a sudden you hear—I um, don't know if it's the exact song, but um, uh, uh, along the lines of the song that um, that you hear Brian's, uh, like uh, when he was racing, come, uh, come in, and all of a sudden Brian's car like zooms in and parks, and then that's the way they end the whole movie. You're like, oh, okay. I'm hoping there's a back seat there where the kids can fit. Because <laughs> that means you will have those damn kids. He rolled up pretty much by himself and it's like, oh, Brian, you jerk. <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of cool. Okay. Uh, so it is like two door Integra. Like, yeah, there's no car, there's no space for car seats at all in those things. So H- Harold, um, considering that this is uh, a Fast and the Furious franchise movie. Um, I honestly don't know how we can grade it or if we should even. But I don't um, think I don't think we need to. It's just like if you want movies where you don't think, mm-hmm. and there's very well, that was my like, question to you. Um, if, 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 if in a dumb like popcorn style movie where you just want action and and punching, heat, uh, like w- would you recommend this for Lewis? Oh yeah, it's it's like. People have always been saying the whole series is pretty much just brainless action. So if you can get yourself into some brainless action, then this is the series for you, apparently. Yeah, and the thing is that I agree with Harold Lou. You should watch this. I mean, you don't need to go watch it in a movie theater, um, you know. But eventually, I want you to watch it. And even with the spoilers we just gave you, um, the ridiculousness and the over-the-top everything about this movie is worth the, is worth the watch so you should watch it so everybody um, i'm i'm excited to to binge it or binge it to watch it too i mean mm-hmm. i am uh, I, I was one of the few not few but i was one of the millions who went to see hobbs and shaw of all movies so yeah i'm down for this one it's just the schedule didn't allow but yep it sounds like uh, sounds about the right for what i was expecting out of fast nine well, so, the yeah. thing is hobbs and shaw is actually like a dramatic classic compared to <laughs> fast oh, nine yeah. so <laughs> For sure. It's bad freaking her. It's yeah. bad her compared to that. <laughs> like there's actual storylines in Hobbs and Shaw. There's, there's actual there's, acting. There's emotion. There's an emotional connection to it. Yeah. You know. This one? I like I I'm uh, I'm I'm that's not my life anymore. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Little, that was like a five minute thing where he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Wait a minute. He has the same cross I do. Okay, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Uh, like, it just, it's... (laughs) Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the two fanboys, the two fanboys uh, review of Fast 9. Go watch it. It's it's a fun watch. Um, Don't expect anything. Don't expect any semblance of story. But if you want fun and, and you just forget your, about everything for two hours then this is the movie for you to watch here's the thing this is what i'm gonna preface to lewis here is pretty much dennis and i just told you the whole story and all of almost um, every intricate detail about it literally when you go into this movie you're not gonna remember any of it because this is gonna be loud noises and hot nah, yeah. and and people <laughs> there was so. no uh, so, uh, I, this is the most tame like no, like uh, there, there was, there was no like um, uncomfortable, like sexy shots this time around. No, it's it's, it's just it's, that one party. But even the party was like, oh, it's a classy party, so yeah. we're not making out. Yeah, 
and there's no butts hanging out. It's weird. Uh, all of a sudden, they matured, you know. Uh, Just like all I, of us. I blame Letty for it. I blame Michelle Rodriguez for it. Uh, <laughs> she yeah. put it in her. She put in her writer. If I'm gonna stay in this franchise. Yeah. Well, the, the funny part is, um, the I was reading this thing where she made it such a big deal about how her, uh, Letty, and um, uh, what, what's the name of Dom's sister again? Mia. Mia. Well, how Leah, uh, Mia, and Dom. Uh, wow. Mia and Letty never had like a conversation between each other in the first like eight movies. Like there was no, there was no like, you know, there was no acting scenes together, and so they they forced it in there. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that was <sighs> okay. Of all the scenes where everything's like super coincidental, the scene in Japan is probably the worst, most coincidental of all time. Because when you say, "Oh, I'm going to Tokyo," you'd figure Tokyo is the biggest city in Asia, besides like you know, any other city. I mean, like, it's pretty much the biggest industrial city in Asia. So there's got to be, you know, thousands of, probably millions of spots where you can all be. And they just happen to be in the one spot where they see that Han might be there. It's like, come on, dude. (laughs) It's like, they didn't tell you specifically where Han was going to be. So why would you be at that exact spot? Egg McGuffin. The uh, the Egg McGuffin. Yeah. Okay, well, um, to kind of cleanse the palate, I think we need to a little talk a little bit about more classier films, uh, more, <laughs> shall we say, well-directed films and well-acted films. And uh, this week or this past week, um, you know, uh, fanboys such as us, um, and not just even fanboys, just uh, people in general, um, fans of movies in general, uh, did lose uh, one of its classier and more prolific, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, directors and so uh h or lou you want to uh, uh, talk about this real quick we should have lou do it because i know besides me i know it's one of my favorite movies but then literally lou's top five or one of his favorite movies of all time was directed by this guy so yeah it's take like it off dylan, dylan 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 for lewis exactly dylan 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 superman movie <laughs> um, so yeah, if uh, if you uh, are listening to us still, you know that we're fans of pop culture and whatnot. And like Dennis already talked about, we lost one of the giants uh, this past week on the fifth of July. Uh, Richard Donner, uh, great director of many, not like 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 uh, like you guys already said, not just in superhero fiction stuff, but in pop culture in general. Richard Donner was a huge icon in the 70s and 80s and directed some of our favorite movies um passed away so uh i think this time like uh like dennis said uh, we had, we all had our fun with fast nine and all that good stuff but yeah let's let's take a little bit of an introspective moment to, to kind of appreciate and talk about the career of yeah richard donner the director of movies such as like i said superman the movie goonies lethal weapon the omen and others so yeah um richard donner uh like you guys already said if you follow me on twitter i, I have my, well, my pinned tweet is my top five movies of all time and Superman the movie is that is, is up there so yeah uh, definitely influential in the sense like dude directed one of the my favorite movies uh, growing up uh, in my fa- uh, one of the fa- my favorite genre obviously is superheroes and yeah so miss him uh, you know rest in peace to him and his fa- and uh, nothing but prayers and thoughts to his family so yeah what about you guys um, I'll start surprisingly I there were a lot of things I did not realize that I liked that was Richard Donner. Like yeah. you mentioned, you mentioned Lethal Weapon. I did not know that was Richard Donner. Uh, I don't know why, but um, I love that that series. But I never, for some reason, I never connected the two. Um, so I knew Goonies, I knew um, Superman, um, but I, I don't know. Like maybe that was maybe a uh, uh, a, a block, a mental block for me. But um, it's interesting how um, such a, uh, a guy can have such different um, like genres. I mean, yeah, it's all most of it is action and everything from Lethal Weapon to, um, you know, to, um, to well, Goonies and everything. But um, there were some that, um, that kind of uh, surprised me. Um, you know, I, I know Harold is a, a huge fan of Scrooge. Um, did not know that that was Richard Donner as well. Yes, I know. You know, I, and and I was like, whoa! Like it, it's, it's such a uh, again, we've been using the word prolific, and it's such a varied like um, the, the genres that he touched and he uh, and that he did. 
and again, maybe it's just because um, I am that casual. Um, I, I didn't realize just how important uh, this guy was. So I admittedly, when he passed away, it's like, oh man, that sucks. But I just did, I didn't realize the impact that this guy had. Yeah, Dennis just mentioned that Scrooge is top three Christmas movies for me. That's a movie I have to watch every Christmas because Jesus Christ, that's a good movie. Um, and then he made, you know, Lewis talked about his top five and I can talk about my top five. And one of my top five movies of all time, everybody knows it, is uh, Maverick. I love that movie. That's probably one of the best con artist movies God ever created. <laughs> but But also... There's another movie where, like I mentioned before, when I was a kid, I used to always bring uh, movies to other people's places. Like with these guys, I brought around um, Euro Trip and Beer Fest. And then when I was a kid, I brought around La Bamba. When I was in my early 20s, I got a hold of the special edition DVD for my one of my favorite movies of all time, The Goonies, which is literally the movie that probably just made me like when I think about it because it's a movie about kids doing an adventure you know pirate treasure the whole shebang everything I've ever wanted they got to do an adventure and I was like dude I'm for it also I was a fat guy so they called me chunk um, oh my god so- Her- Harold is 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 uh the truffle shuffle shuffle and data combined together exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> well actually we had a Chinese guy in our group uh so he got to be data <laughs> oh he but in like our group, Harold, you're both. <laughs> yeah, I get to do both. But so this is the thing is when people would co- like whenever people would come over to my house and they'd be like, hey, let's watch a movie. I'd be like, let's watch the Goonies. And every time they do a throwback the- like into a movie theater or a drive in, anytime someone says the movie we're watching is the Goonies, I am there. I drove to freaking Long Beach on a date just to watch the, the Goonies in a park. And then when it was at the Regency a few years ago for my birthday, my family treated me there. But at the same time, I used to be fascinated with uh, DVD commentaries. And my favorite DVD commentary is The Goonies. And it's because it's the complete cast of The Goonies who I've fallen in love with and Richard Donner. So it's like they talk about every detail about this movie and the fact that they were all kids when they made the movie. And it's like they, most for most of them, it was like their first big acting gigs. And he made them feel so comfortable because he was just like, you know, like there's a scene where they show uh, Mikey and Brand's house and they go and everybody goes, oh, there's a uh, Richard. Well, they call him Dick. So they go, oh, there's Dick's uh, RV, like this big yellow RV that everybody could see. And then so he t- they go into detail about like when everybody got to see one eyed Willie's uh pirate ship for the first time he did a thing where they never got to see the pirate ship so they got a natural reaction out of all of them and he like dunked all their heads under the water which you know james cameron did as well and was like okay give me your your you know you're gonna see it this is gonna be the first time so everybody in the movie when you see them except for i think Corey feldman because he's a jerk (laughs) he went him and martha plimpton went to go see the the um, boat before everybody else did but like the, the guy made the movie that made pretty much made me so i've always been fascinated with like like obviously i saw not obviously but i saw the goonies before i saw superman i actually saw superman 2 before i saw superman because my uncle had it on laserdisc so it's like <clears throat> i only saw the crappy not the crappy but the <clears throat> the campier version of superman 2 not the donner cut which i eventually ended up buying but like watching that it's like oh, let's watch the original Superman. It's like directed by Richard. I was like, where have I seen that? And my cousin goes, that's the guy that directed the Goonies. And I'm like, dude, this is the guy. And then when it said, <clears throat> when I watched Scrooge, it was like directed by Richard. I was like, oh, he's got, I mean, this guy took every genre or every movie in a genre that I love <clears throat> and was like, okay, I'm going to make your favorite version of that. And forever, you're going to link my name to your favorite movies. So like literally... Um, I have stuff for the Goonies everywhere and, and every, like everything. And every time, like I need to reference anything in my life, I have to use either the Simpsons or the Goonies. And I'm like, dude, this was the guy he, he brought, he brought pop culture into my life. So when I saw that he had passed away, I was like, oh, dude, like no one had to tell, like no one had to tell me what his resume was. And like some of the smaller movies. Yeah. 
but for like if his name popped up right away i was like dude that's the director of the games it's like him robert zemeckis and steven spielberg are always going to have like a special place in my heart because of the movies that they made for me as a child so yeah rest in peace to one of the greats dude it, i was so like we were doing a party for um my niece on that day and my nieces and nephews who actually took me to watch Goonies in the theater, I was like, hey, the director of the Goonies died in there. Like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm okay. And they go, dude, we know that's your favorite movie. I was like, obviously. And then my other nephew, who's the only one that Dennis doesn't know, he was like, yeah, it's my favorite movie too. And uh, I feel kind of sad. He's like, I think I've seen it almost as many times as you have. I was like, no one has. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, bets. I was like, if you've seen any of that close to me in that or back to the future, I'll give you a thousand dollars right now. But yeah. So like uh, Richard Donner hasn't seen the movie as much as you have. I don't think <laughs> Sean Astin has seen the movie as many times as I have. Yeah. You know what do for a pop culture podcast? We, uh, it's funny. I just realized, I don't think we talk about the Goonies enough. Cause like, you're right, dude. Like, so uh, as much as like, obviously there's different genres in like whatever you call pop or or, or science fiction but like uh, the, that's what i kind of love about the goonies too is it, it's there's a weird sense of like timelessness to it because it is um i mean but it is a great movie no doubt about it um it's actually one of my wife's favorite movies too and it there's a sense of like timelessness to it because it is it's one of her comfort movies so like whenever you know she's had a rough day or a rough weekend we'll just we have the Blu-ray. We'll pop it in, and it's actually something that the kids even appreciate. Like you said, Harold, like your niece. It sounds like even your nieces and nephews uh, enjoyed it, even if it is like it's not one of those like time, uh, Back to the Future kind of movies where it's, there's an element of like they're, they're jumping around time. But so it, it, you can tell this is made in the '80s in this '80s setting, but there's still a, a great timelessness to it, and I think that's kind of like his strength, I guess. Excuse me, because uh, I know uh, every time I talk about my, my my love for Superman, the movie, Dennis will always knock the fact like, well, you, you like those pit stains too, right? Like, yes, of course, I can tell it's a it's a 70s movie. But again, there's a, a great kind of timelessness to the superheroics of uh, of uh, of Superman, or at least uh, the version of Superman that Richard Donner gave us to the point where like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like I, there's a there's already been two two yeah two attempts of a live action superman a, a you know a couple of tv versions and not to mention the animated version and they all kind of like you know they all stem kind of from the richard donner version of what they think superman should be like you know he is you know he's the ultimate good guy clark Kent is the the biggest goof with a heart of gold but yeah so his 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 iterations and the way he kind of take these takes these uh the, these characters and, and puts them in the classic uh uh tier is like it's 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 his brand i guess because like um let's let's switch to one of his other movies but lethal weapon right like so that's one that was a another movie or a series directed by donner but like he redefined the buddy comedy or the the cop uh the, the buddy cop movie genre so like every time any anytime you have two dudes as cops you always say like you, you always have, almost always have to compare like how is it to lethal weapon or, Oh, it's just a lethal weapon version of whatever. So again, so like, like Harold's already said, like dude, dude was a visionary and a genius. Uh, yes, he was prolific, but he's not like, you know, he's not like in Spielberg territory where he's got like two dozen movies or whatnot. Like I'm looking at his IDB right now. I mean, he's produced a, a bunch of movies, but directed like he's only got like maybe a dozen or so, which is again, uh, I mean, that's a dozen more than what we have, but, um, but still, so like he, he, he's got, he's got a really solid, uh, filmography that uh, is super impactful even to this day so yeah well uh richard donner i mean um you know what else can we say i mean you know, it's always sad to see heroes from our uh, from our childhood and yeah, uh, you yeah. know, from people that we um whether or not we know or whether or not we were affected by uh that uh, he was um, some somebody that really influenced our geekdom and our family yes. so salute to richard donner and mm -hmm. um Prayers to him and prayers to his family. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Goonies never say die. Oh, that's a good way to end. That's probably how I'm getting a tattoo. I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about years for getting that as a tattoo. And... Are you choking up, H? <laughs> no, my throat is just dry. Dude, it's uh -huh. hot in here. <laughs> it's all right, man. It's all right, man. It's, it's all right. It's okay. All right, to I, turn, I, I have to turn off all the fans in my, my place just like you guys because... It, like Dennis can pick up on the fence in my room. Too, so it's, like, it's okay. You're in a safe space, H. You can, you can, you can let it up. You know what, guys? 
Hey man, we've talked about that the, the ending of Superman the movie is one of the few movies that makes me cry no matter what. So yeah, not even mad. All right, well, well that's all I guess. Yeah, last but not least, uh, you know, speaking of vulnerability and uh, emotional, uh, and um, you know, we are we uh, surprisingly c- considering that we um, how many shows we've talked about, consider how many series we've had for some reason, um, you know, we have spent. Um, way too much time. I don't know about way too much time. Um, a, a lot of time on Loki this time, uh, this um, this uh, this time around. Um, when we had uh, when we had uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon, um, you know, he, he was there. We kind of mentioned like two or three episodes, but it's almost like this uh, this series, um, you know, that is wrapping up. We we finally, I think, all three of us watched episode five already, right? Yep. You know, it, it's wrapping up and. You know, um, it's a strong finish. I, I think Lewis and I felt like number two was a little slower than what we were hoping for. Harold uh, uh, appreciated a lot. But so far, I think, you know, between episodes one through four, we've really felt that this has been solid so far. Um, but one of the things that we've kind of talked about is that, you know, how do we finish this off? How are we able to, you know, will... Um, you know, Disney Plus finally, will the MCU finally be able to uh, land that dismount? And, uh, you know, we just finished episode five. So before we end our episode, uh, you know, let's let's kind of talk about it. Um, uh, what do you guys think about episode five of Loki? Um, uh, is it satisfying? Is it what you were hoping for? Um, uh, uh, give me the teats here, guys. Um, the, so this is, I, I guess the word is penultimate, the, la- the second to last episode. Um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I think the only the only qualm I have is that it was a bit of a a, a misdirect because there was some great promotional material, even promotional material that we 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 use for our own watch party stuff of President Loki, who was literally just a cameo in this in in this episode. But I love the concepts that they introduced. I love they introduced that they, this this show basically went all in on the multiverse goodness that we as comic book fans know and love in the comic books and if you've only seen like into the spider-verse the the animated movie um the fact that like there are so many possibilities and this is what they're going to be tapping into or that i'm sorry not a tap going to tap into but that they've already tapped into for the show it's so exciting and so happy to see it actually like manifest on the screen for like that hour you know less than an hour so really solid fifth episode second to last episode um really excited to see who this big bad is like i uh we can talk about that i guess in a moment but yeah the fifth episode was really enjoyable for me uh the casting was solid i love the versions of loki that they uh that they introduced and um a lot of the conflict and all the uh well well, the the little bit of resolution that they showed as well so uh it's ramping up to uh to be a pretty exciting finale harold what do you think um i really enjoyed it I it was one of those like after the I guess it's just the Marvel thing where after the post credits from the last episode you're hoping that there was going to be another one yeah and unfortunately because it's going into the last episode which I'm pretty sure is going to have a post credit scene um, there was none for this one but it didn't really need it it was just one of those things where I was kind of expecting it but man what a I didn't expect what the episode ended up being where it was like you kind of get the whole where do the variants end up when they're pruned and that was kind of where you're leading it to with the the post-credit scene from the last episode and then i was like oh maybe there's just three loki's that survived and then no it's like there's a ton of them and like i was telling lewis there's actually one who kind of looked like adam levine so i was like (laughs) it's maroon loki but he it was that whole part where it was like you had the uh, what do they call the other Loki? The Which one? Uh, there's the alligator Loki, the classic, guy. classic classic Loki, and then the other guy, boastful Loki. I think boastful Loki. Yeah. yeah, and then they had him do the yeah. I led them here the whole time. <laughs> it was like I can't trust anybody, and it's like it was just cracking me up because it's like yeah he you know he turns on them and then they turn on him and it's like the cycle's never gonna end. You have uh. President Loki losing his hand and then alligator Loki becoming like this new fandangled uh, 
um, meme that everyone's going to destroy and make uh, unenjoyable. But for the most part, when they kicked it solid and it was just like, even uh, like when it was just Sylvie and Loki at the very end, it was like, I'm so excited to see where this goes. Because it was like, yeah, you have her idea that there's a possibility that, you know, they could take over uh, what's the Eliath. Um, but, you know, you also have the reservations like, yeah, maybe we're not good enough to do this. And it's like the fact that there's a possibility and that they're, that's where they're going for the finale. And then, like I said before, and you, st- you they literally opened up a portal to show us what the finale is supposed to be. And you're still like, where the hell are they going with this? So it's like the the like the mystery of it, and then the action scenes actually moving forward. Having classic Loki build his version of Asgard, yeah, with his power, that was probably the coolest thing that they've done in a long time. And it's like when they see him do that, it's like do all of them go like, oh, that's eventually a power that we're going to be able to to tap into. And then you give Loki the idea that hey, maybe I might not die to Thanos. And maybe that there is something else that there's, you know, that there's a possibility that the ending that we thought we saw with Infinity War is not going to happen. So it's like it opens up a lot of doors and I'm uh, really uh, curious to see how this all ends up again. So my favorite thing about it, (laughs) my favorite thing about the whole thing is Loki seeing all this like, you know, like uh, like uh, Mexican standoff type thing, you know, um, where he's like. Where Loki and and like the, I guess the good Lokis. I I don't know if you want to call it that. Um, you know Loki King and, and and them who has come to the realization that, you know that the, the, there's a possibility to change, um, but the the fact that once you start changing, that becomes your nexus event, and you get you you know you get. Um, you get uh, destroyed for it. So it's it's an interesting thing seeing Loki looking at is getting so frustrated, realizing how futile his life has been. So it's really really interesting. I like where it's gone. I have to tell you, I, I didn't say this before, but um, I'm going to tell you this now. I was skeptical of, of whether or not um, they were going to be able to pull this off, and I'm surprised just how consistently I like this show so far. Uh, to let's to end this thing. Um, any predictions? Any um, uh, any? I I know some of us look at um uh, websites and everything, but um, any uh, you know, is there any uh, ending that you think is possible or that you would want to happen? Um, I'm gonna start. Um, I don't know if this has been out there yet. Um, I just started my new job, so um, I honestly have not had a chance to uh, l- look at it. But while you guys were talking about it. I realized who I want to be behind that door. Um, I want it to be Loki. I want it to be Loki, but it realizing that he actually charmed himself in some way or, or another, you know, um, and it, like he'll he'll realize that it, it's it's been him all along, you know. Uh, that that I don't know. That's that's my uh, that's that's my uh, um, that's my like wizard uh, or. or Wicked Witch of the West type of ending type thing. How about you guys? I actually like that idea, dude. I think that was actually on the back of my head. Like, as a fanboy, and again, like you mentioned, reading on reading websites and, and going on social media, like a lot of the theories are pointing towards if it's talking about time and we're talking about time travel and being manipulative, you have if you know your comic books, it has to be Kang the Conqueror, the guy who, who travels through time and messes with the Fantastic Four and the Avengers and basically the entire Marvel universe uh, back, you know, since his his beginnings. Um, so, you know, that, that's kind of like part of it, but again, now to think of it, it feels like the, it feels like one of those, like, oh, Mephisto was behind everything from WandaVision. It's like, maybe that's like way far off. So that's the part of me feels like maybe that'd be great, but at the same time, yeah, it's not, if if you're a casual viewer, that's not exactly going to be satisfying because you're like, who's King and why should I care? I think you're right then. If it is, if it turns up either ironically or maybe even appropriately, that is, it, it's another freaking Loki variant behind this, uh, before behind the TVA, excuse me, who's been behind, you know, manipulating all of these, uh, these, these, 
these events, it would kind of make sense, you know, because like you, you, that was one of the first questions uh, from the beginning of the show is like, why of all things, why is Loki going back or grabbing the cube in the first place uh, so important to the, to this, the quote unquote sacred timeline? Maybe it's not the timeline per se, but it's the Lokis. Like whenever they do something funky, this, you know, this master Loki or whatever is the one plucking them from the timeline. Say, oh, 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 no, you got to you got to stay the lane because otherwise you're going to become uh, either too powerful or maybe mess with my my vision or whatnot. But anyway, uh, I like your idea. My fanboy in me says Kang. But I think story uh, storyline wise and uh, practically speaking, I, I like the idea of Loki being um that ironically being the the manipulator behind this i, I think it's going to be mobius Ooh. <clears throat> like he went back too easily damn like, it i didn't I think you were... about that i did not think about that like age. it was it was there was no like hesitation for anybody else to be like oh you shouldn't go back to the tva and he's like well i gotta fix it and it's like why are you fixing it and i think that we're gonna end up seeing that like it's either going to be him directly or a variant of him mm. being like the guy in charge of the TVA. Wait, wait, a variant of Mobius? Of Mobius. Of Mobius? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, I like okay, that so, idea too. So here's the, here's the, 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 wait, wait, the theory. Wait, are you saying there's a possibility? What if the possibility is that Mobius is a Loki variant? That's the other thing I was going to say. Ooh, okay. It's because there's no, <laughs> there was no other reason for him to be following all those different Lokis and then like being pretty much successful in all of them, except until he ran into one that he couldn't connect with. And then in the final, the penultimate episode, like Lewis said, he ends up connecting with Sylvie saying, Oh yeah, that, that she's my favorite now, now, but yeah. it's like, yeah. um, yeah. So you have him getting both of the most powerful Lokis on his side. So, like, when they get back to the TVA or if they find out everything, they, they, he's going to be like, oh, don't worry about them, guys. They're with me. Uh, I like it. I like, I like, I like it. Too. Okay. Okay. Well, we're, you know, we have a couple of days um, mm-hmm. uh, to, to figure. By the time you watch this or you listen to this, there's going to be two days before the, the finale, uh, which brings us to the last thing that we do mention is that we did start this uh, Loki with a watch party. Uh, which I thought was pretty successful. Unfortunately, I was not there. But this time around, we, we do have a watch party in the works that's going to be on the day of the finale. And so um, if you are a listener, you know, um, and you um, are around the area, Granada Hills area, Los Angeles area, please, um, you know, we, we do have a watch party. Louis, uh, what what's the deets for this? Yeah, so Wednesday, uh, July, sorry, July 14th. July. July 14th is 8 p.m. Uh, Weekend Heroes will be hosting another uh, watch party. So, yeah, they, they were kind enough to host the first party and they are kind enough to host this finale party as well. I, uh, like you mentioned, thank you, Dennis. It, I felt like it was a pretty solid success for a return to normalcy watch party so we're hoping for the same if not better turnout uh if you're listening to this there will be uh food refreshments again just like last time there will be prizes uh, which uh was <clears throat> supplied by my wife so uh so there will be prizes at the at, at the, the day of so come on come all thankfully yeah the, the, that was the funny part about uh, planning this uh, watch party in the first time was that people were not too sure what kind of content loki was going to be if it was going to be appropriate for kids or not, but obviously it is. So bring your kids, bring your uh, your significant others. Uh, let's have fun. Wednesday, 8 p.m., Weekend be Heroes in Chatsworth. We'll be posting about it too. Thank you. Cool. Well, um, I think that's it for our episode today. Uh, thank you, everybody, for paying attention. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, you know, we do love um, you guys, and we love doing this for you. Um, if, there, um, if you are brand new, there we have a, a ton no, we've been using the word prolific. We are a prolific podcast. And we have a ton of really great um, material that you can listen to. You can check it out at the2fanboys1casual.podbean.com uh, for all our old episodes. And on Facebook, you can find us, Two Fanboys and a Filthy Casual. Um, look for us to look for us on the search bar at our page and our group. A uh, very active group, a uh, bunch of like-minded nerds, uh, gamers, and uh, enthusiasts 
And then on Instagram and Twitter at two fanboys, one casual. And as usual, anywhere you can find your regular podcast, we are there as well. And Twitch, we are casual fanboy gaming. So twitch.tv slash casual fanboy gaming. And then anybody who shows up to our tapings or is anybody in the area, we have some stickers that we'd be loving to give to you guys. So feel free to post those around. I've been thinking of a fun game that we can do with the stickers. It's an idea I'm going to bring up with the guys here in probably the next episode. But yeah, looking forward to seeing you guys on Wednesday. Awesome. Well, that's it for us today. Thank you very much for listening to us. This is Two Fanboys in the Filthy Casual. Thank you for listening. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. See you later. Peace out.